Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No, no. See, somebody sent me a video action last Friday and it had you talking at the socialist youth. Oh, right, yes, yes, yes. And, and you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. That was in 2009. Oh, well, I can't remember which country it was in. Do you think it's changed since those days? No, not particularly. No. Hello, Wake Up New Zealand, Karasaki speaking. The word indigenous derives from the Latin noun, indigena, meaning native, which was formed by combining Old Latin indu, meaning in or within, with the verb gena, meaning to beget. A native is a person who's born in a specified place or associated with a place by birth, whether they are resident there or not. Jina means beget. Beget meaning to generate something, usually children, and it can be referred to as a role of either a mum or dad in creating children. Therefore, an indigenous means a native, a person associated with a place. They don't have to be resident there. Uh, generating children, roles of mums and dads, creating children. And the word in indigenous, well, it's been very corrupted inst institutionally, uh, politically um, in New Zealand by our governments and organisations, very used and abused. It's been um, lots of lies told around it and it's been used to attack colonialism. Indigenous has been hugely used to deliberate divide New Zealand as a nation, institutional racism and character assassination of the majority of the population. The end goal for the people to destroy each other. The government has set the cat amongst the pigeons. The divide and rule was the central principle of Roman imperial government. That's a strategy for divide and conquer, to make a group of people disagree and fight with each other. So they never unify, they never come together as a strong nation. And that's what's happening now. This is a military strategy, correcting the true word of indigenous to make this happen, favouring a minority group over the majority, winning political rewards. An article written on the 29th of May 2020 by Dr. Muriel Newman, uh, Democracy Under Threat, and she mentioned uh, Prime Minister Labour, Prime Minister David Longy, in November 2000, warning the government, if the government attempts demands for sovereignty by Maori tribal elite, this would threaten democracy. Um, it would give Maori... Maori's interest delegating them authority over others to acknowledge the existence of separate sovereignty and that's not democracy. Exercising Maori autonomy, its existence of separate sovereignty. Therefore, the country will cease having one sovereignty but have two sovereignties and it can't work. It, it can't happen. So Lai, the Prime Minister, stated the Treaty of Waitangi was a contract between 
crown and marry, a contract, not a partnership. He said in treating this as a partnership is absurd, which result in introducing profound undemocratic rights and entitlements. And he also explained the Treaty of Waitangi is a contract between Crown and Maori and not a partnership. He said that treating it as a partnership results in the introduction of undemocratic rights and entitlements. So there's no separate sovereignty. So those that identify as Maori, that's 116th Maori, the government continuously elevates their rights above all other New Zealanders and undermines unity and, and nullifies nation, this nation of New Zealanders. It destroys the concept of equal rights for all. This has become an iwi elite supremacy. During level four lockdowns, others were being persecuted for breaking lockdown requirements as Maori separatists chose to break the law by establishing illegal blockades. People reported feeling intimidated and obstructed, and the government let that happen. It's alleged that the national MP Matt King, on trying to visit Cape Rianga with his parents and his wife, was stopped and told that he couldn't pass, and they threatened to knock him out, these Maori activists. March 2020 announced a funding package of $56 million for Maori to cope with the pandemic. Ardern said the money will, will help become a tour to get priority testing, provide food and clothes for the vulnerable, assist them into isolation accommodation. Budget $2021 billion in race-based funding to marry, including a further $136,000 to Fano Aura. That's $136 million to Fano Aura. But that's not all. There's more to come. Some owners of married business say that they have more unique needs than any other business. Ananya Mahuta, the Ministry of Maori Development reporter, is working on a plan for more Maori to be available to them in June to help the Maori economy. So policy changes are emerging, revealing undemocratic rights entitlements, just like Longy said, just like he warned. So one of Ardern's first initiatives when she became Prime Minister was to establish a new government agency to progress treaty partnership agenda she wanted to progress it so that they would get more and more and more and be more favoritized giving them more entitlements than others so the treaty is a contract crown with government sorry people the treaty is a contract with mary and crown not a partnership. So veteran activist Titifai Harawira is a member of that advisory board and is convened to assist the new agency of over 140 staff earning on the average of $100,000 annually. That's the average salary. Others will be getting more. 
Plus, there will be deals with treaty settlements and crown engagements um, under the Marine and Coastal Area Act. This is to ensure that the crown becomes better, a better treaty partner. Remember, crown and marry, they're not partners. This was a crown marry contract agreement. Specialist Maori um, advisors will be put into key government positions to ensure a separatist Maori worldview institutionalised racism. All New Zealand law proposal changes are to be consulted with Te Arafiti to ensure they benefit Maori. So law changes have to benefit Maori. Therefore, a high-powered Maori Crown Cabinet Committee was set up with 13 members Kelvin Davis being the chairperson, along with Ardern, the Attorney General, Minister of Finance and Minister of Justice. So in our schools, children are being indoctrinated into the treaty partnership propaganda right from preschool and teachers are required to undergo cultural competency training as a condition of their teaching employment. So it's the Maori world being entrenched into the education system, priority for health treatment for Maori, jumping the queues on the basis of ethnic background instead of clinical urgency. The racial favouritism has been happening for so long, it's now been familiarised, normalised, and it becomes acceptable. People turn a blind eye to it and they say, well, that's what happens. And they accept it. And you've got Capital Coast and Hutt Valley DHBs of race-based healthcare, all part of Labour's policy directions. So we've got race to classify age. The government is signalling lowering the pension age for Maori from 70 to 50. Maori and Pacifica. Now this is a signal. Not sure yet whether it's going to happen. So the impact of colonisation is the name of the blame game. Everything that goes wrong in New Zealand is blame colonisation. It's always colonisation. It's the scapegoat so that no one takes any responsibility for their actions and nothing changes and it just goes on. New Zealand governments are guilty, guilty, guilty of intergenerational victim mentality. This is deliberate, intentional mental abuse of generations of people. Majority of New Zealanders being disempowered by institutionalised manipulations, indoctrination and brainwashings and none so than our children through the education system. So New Zealand government have the bloody gall to blame domestic violence on colonization. They blame everything on colonization. They ignore everything that these people from the colonies brought to New Zealand, the railways, the roads, the, the tunnels through mountains, the schools, the churches. It's all ignored. The victim game. The New Zealand government, well, they ignore the violence that existed during tribal warfare in New Zealand before the Europeans arrived. The New Zealand government, 
there, all those in the cesspit of Wellington have distorted reality and warped morality as they intentionally fracture our nation. The Daily Mail reports New, De New Zealand's National Day comm commemorates the Treaty of Waitangi, the historic agreement between Maori and the Crown that underpins the nation. They say agreement, not partnership. Auckland City Council, their plan, 2019 to 2050. How about this? Outcome, Maori identity and well-being, investing more in Tamariki and Rangitahi to help a thriving Maori identity in Auckland, a point of difference in the world, promoting Maori outcomes. Auckland City Council, climate change, Net, net zero emissions by 2050, principle appropriate for Maori community. Many of millions of dollars is going into Maori as others suffer loss of jobs on benefits, homeless, are struggling, living in temporary accommodation. Now, you're looking at 22,000 plus households on the public housing list. So many more reliant on benefits, people sleeping on the streets, um, families in temporary accommodation in motels, which is costing the taxpayer a fortune. People sleeping on the streets, in, also in sheds, garages, um, in caravans. I mean, while kids are living in temporary accommodation, how can they form good relationships with their teachers and friends at school when they haven't got a secure, uh, secure roof over their head. They really don't know where they are. It's also temporary. It's very abusive. And yet all these millions and millions are being thrown at what the government calls the indigenous who have been so hurt by colonization. Well, the government and their indigenous are in disempowering all of New Zealanders. They are fracturing our nation and deliberately so. So people, I want you to share, 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 share this. And before I go to say that every time I hear Mary, non Mary, Pakiha, Mary, I think to myself, we are never going anywhere as a nation. We will never be able to stand up to this government. We are 5 million people against a few people in a government. And we can't do that because you hear this, Mary, no Mary, Pakiha, Mary. It's separatism. I say, yeah, um, it's a privilege to have your culture, your traditions. I have my culture and traditions. We all do. And we cherish those. But I'm a New Zealander. I've lived here almost 60 years now. And my family are brought up here. I have 24 grandchildren. And most of them born in New Zealand. Hey, I'm a New Zealander. I love New Zealand. I will stand up and fight for my country. That's why I'm here on YouTube. This is why I put myself on the line. So people... We have to get rid of this separatism, this blaming colonialism, 
take responsibility. We all need to take responsibility, each of us, for whatever. Stop blaming others. That's the name of the game, the blame game, oppressor versus oppressed, the race card game. So throw that Mary, non-Mary, Pākehā Mary out the bloody window and let's call us all New Zealanders. Thank you. Please follow Terry O'Pines, Damien Dement on the Brave Company, Sarah Speaks and Lee Williams of Rubicon, uh, Crossing the Rubicon. Uh, thank you very much. And I know I will not be a favourite of many people for speaking like this, but it is my mind and this is how I feel. And while I have freedom of speech, my freedoms, as I hear that helicopter over here now, <laughs> that visits me quite regularly. I'm sure a lot of you have that helicopter over your roof, um, but they are visiting me more and more and more. I won't be offering tea and scones if they come here. So uh, please share, share, share and subscribe.